Hello, and welcome to another episode of an Unexpected Podcast. My name is Tim, and with me as always, we have Evan, Rainier, and Rob. On this week's episode, we're going to go over a list from, again, I'm going to mispronounce your name. Please let me know how to pronounce it in the comments. Uh, Newmont. Um, I, I think I got it right based on the way it's spelled. But again, you could be, I think you said you're from Germany. So we'll, we'll see about that. And uh, on this week's episode, we're going to go over our top three legendary legions. And it's not necessarily based on competitiveness, but based on what our personal preference is. It could be based on competitive. Uh, it could be based on the theme or you know, the general gameplay, whatever we felt that were the top three legions. And of course, this is subject to change if more legions come out and we prefer different things, but maybe we'll do an update video if they do end up finishing, which of course we don't know if they ever really will update finishing with more legendary legions, but we'll go on to that as, when it comes up. Um, so we're going to move on to the list. Uh, I'm going to put it on the screen right now uh, and I will bring it over to Evan to review. All right. So he says, hey, guys, I always like to listen to your episodes on Spotify. It's taking the falling list to a friendly blue versus blue tournament. Um, and they're just planning some random scenarios. So he's not super focused on it being competitive, uh, but they don't want to take a completely nonsense list, which is fair enough. So they've got already telling me that this isn't a nonsense list. They've got Boromir, captain of the White Tower on horse with the banner and the shield. No complaints there. Great model. You've got the banner. Awesome. You've got three Knights of Minas Tirith with shield and 12 Guards of the Fountain Court also with shield. And then in the second warband, his leader is Prince Immerhill of Dull Amroth, armored horse and lance with two foot knights, uh, one knight uh, on horse with lance and seven minute arms. Uh, three, warband three is four along the fat with two Knights of Dull Amroth one Knight of Dull Amroth, Armored Horse and Lance, seven Men at Arms of Dull Amroth, and then in Warband 4 is Dwin here with eight Black Root Veil Archers and three Black Root Veil Archers with Spear. Um, and so they've got a thousand points total, 50 models, uh, 11 plus Dwin here for bows, and their idea is they want their Defense 7, Fight 5 slash Fight 6 front line, with some hard-hitting heroes and Cav and shooting, and Boromir plus Immerhill is what they want to keep. Um, and they're questioning whether they should swap out either Forlong or Dwin here uh, for different heroes. So uh, first off, I want to say that uh, I don't think there's anything fundamentally wrong with this list. Um, I mean, you guys can butt in if you see like something completely glaring. But I think this, this list definitely uh, fills all the holes. So I'd say I'd take this list to, you know, a, a fun, casual tournament that you seem to be going to any day of the week and be completely happy. Um, but uh, if we were going to uh, sort of nitpick this list a little bit, there's a couple of changes that I might want to make. And I'm sure my co-hosts will either agree or disagree. We'll see. Um, so for me personally, uh, I think you might want to give more of your Blackroot Veil Archer's Spears. I think the ratio might be a little off there. I'd say, uh, I think as a minimum, you want 50-50 uh, Spears to not Spear ratio, just to be able, if they get charged by like a rogue cavalry contingent or something, you're able to support all of your archers. What other people like to do is they'll just go entirely spears and then use them as spear supports for other guys. 
but that's mainly up to you. So I'd recommend you've got, let's see, 11 archers. I'd say five or six of them with spears uh, is better. And you can, you can maybe drop a couple Knights of Dull Amroth down to Men-at-Arms to make that change. Um, other than that, uh, dropping Forlong for a Captain or Hurin or Dwin here for Madril are both good options. Uh, you have enough warband slots in Prince Immerhill's and Forlong's warband to be able to shift your Black Root Vale archers into their warbands and then take something like Madril. Um, and you won't lose a ton for that because uh, keep in mind that Walduin here does give the reroll ones to hit. Uh, any hero can use a might point to call a heroic uh, shoot and still be able to give that... Uh, bonus to all the Black Root Veil archers to wound. So if you feel like that list doesn't have enough speed, then you can definitely swap out Dwin here for Madril. Um, I think Forlong is a pretty good choice. I don't think you need Hurin necessarily. Would be a nice add, but you've already got two heroic strikers, so it's fine there. But other than that, I'd say I really like the list. What do you guys think? I think it's a really well-made list to be honest i think it's really thought through um with points and stuff and you see that with like him bringing three knights of ministers with shield i think that's a great move because those guys are actually pretty undercosted compared to the knights of joe omroth um i see four along the fat which is also another like pretty discounted priced hero who can lead 15 and he's fight five with a lance basically so yeah i, I really like it to be honest i don't think i'd change much of anything I like the double big threat because you're going to see a lot of magic at a thousand points. So Boromir and Imrahil, they'll have to like shut down two, which will be difficult. I like the inclusion of Dune, Dune here to like get that like nasty like volley off. But yeah, I wouldn't. I, th I think again, it's just really well thought out. Um, I do think Evan why he doesn't have many spears on the black 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 root veil archers are because there are so many men at arms and the fountain court guard with shield who have spears. So it's like his whole army besides what is that four knights of Dole Amroth all have spears. So I wonder how he would, if he'd like throw those in the front line, I'm a really big fan of like distributing your archers, in different war bands and uh, suppressing fire. However, with the black root veil archers, I'm not, I think they should all be in like one war band and give that really nasty punch. So yeah, I like it. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'd change much of anything, to be honest, except maybe like bring in like, yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know for what he's doing. I don't think I'd change much. I'm curious who the leader is though. If you guys would choose Prince Imrahil. It has to be Imrahil. It has to be Imrahil because he's yeah. legend. Oh. oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I like yeah. It. I, um, I, uh, I'm not going to lie. I, I don't necessarily think this is an uncompetitive list, even in a competitive event, not just like a casual event. Right. Um, I think it's very interesting if I'm reading it correctly, it's a blue versus blue, i.e. all good armies fighting each other. Right. That's, that's kind of what that means. I, um, I don't think that's how that works. I think it's just like anything can fight anything. Okay. Uh, that would be an interesting tournament style though. Yeah. I, I was going to say that that's something I've never really heard of. Um, where you're always fighting um, good on good or evil on evil. But in, in any case, the, the only thing that I could see changing, and again, because this seems to be a much more casual event, I don't think it's necessary. I would probably 
personally um, dropped Forlong for Hurin because they kind of fill a very similar similar role as a hitter and then move most of what was Forlong's warband up until Imrahil's warband and just fill it up with the men-at-arms. And then um, and then you could like work in maybe some more fountain guard for the front line. So you really got that D7 front line with the men-at-arms behind. Um, but like you don't have to do that, right? And especially if it's just a more casual tournament, Forlong is awesome. So there's really... That's more of like my preference when I'm playing these particular models together. And then it also, it allows you to use Imrahil a little bit more recklessly because sometimes given how important he is to the list, being both the leader and the big banner and, you know, a source of so many buffs, um, you can play, you tend to have to play him a little cautiously, but he's such a good hitter that when you have Hurin on the field with him, you can throw him in and let him kill a bunch of stuff and know that if things go really wrong, uh, her and kind of saves you from losing those leader points. And then you still have Boromir with the banner as a backup and as another hitter. So it's a really nice kind of triangle of heroes, but, um, but it's, like I said, that's more personal preference rather than something that I see as like a necessary change for the list. I think overall it, it seems very well designed and I'm sure it's going to work, you know, exactly as intended. I'm going to, I'm going to throw out a, a ball in left field here. Um <laughs> This is, I don't know that this is necessarily I, I, the best list, but I think I think this could actually do really well with, I would consider dropping Forlong and Dwin here and maybe changing some points around somewhere, but I would almost consider adding a third hero in Gandalf the White because I just think, I think those three together it could really, especially in a non, like not as competitive tournament, you could still be really competitive with them in a, in a more fun way and still really get some stuff done. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you have 11 archers with Dwin here. And I'm not saying that the re-rolling isn't amazing, of course, because, you know, it is. But I, I think with that many bows, you're not really out shooting many people at 1,000 points. So generally, you're going to go to them. And I think... If you're going to them a lot of the time, even though it's with you know your friends, like you said, um, if they take bows, especially something like Harad, like if we said that we're going against anything like Harad or Corsairs, or I think you're going to get shot to bits with that. And I think, even though you have a lot of numbers, which is great for for this list, I I almost think that the the versatility of Gandalf the White with those two heroes could be in insane and then you know with the with the new uh, additions to gandalf having two attacks he could charge in with three you'd have three killing heroes and you'd also have the protection from any other magic from against you so they could really just do whatever they wanted um and you know you probably take some hits in, in numbers of course but um i i almost think that it would be more interesting to see this list with a more elite army that can kind of mm cover its ground with the fight, like you said, the fight five, fight six with the D7 and really just make your, go to your opponent and make them grind through you while your heroes do all the work. And I think it'd be super fun to see all three of those heroes on the same list. And, and, and like I said, in my opinion, I still think it could do pretty well in that regards. Um, but what do you guys think about possibly Gandalf the White or do you think it's too many points? Um, well, I don't, I don't know about other people but i think i think with the sort of goal 
um, this person has in mind. I think going to Gandalf the White would be straying a little too much from the original intention of the list. Um, but I think if I were to take this to like a super competitive tournament and I wanted to to make this list like perfectly balanced and I've got counterplay to all this stuff, Gandalf the White would definitely uh, be be a good option and to go with a more elite list. Um, I think we've sort of come to a, consens- a consensus here that like this list is pretty great, um, especially taking it to the tournament that you're taking it to. Uh, you're going to do quite well with it. Uh, you're going to have a lot of fun playing with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you can make the changes that we've suggested. You can throw in Gandalf if you like Gandalf. Uh, if you want Heroic March, you can throw in Madril instead of Dwin here. Um, if you want to add some spirits to your archers, you can. If you want to throw in Hern instead of Forlong, you can. Um, you can make all of those changes, well, minus the Gandalf one, and they really won't change uh, the overall structure mm-hmm. of your list. Um, and if you like the Gandalf idea better, you can go with that. Um, but other than that, um, good luck at the tournament, and it looks like a solid list. Tell mm-hmm. us how you did. Yeah, please please let us know, you know, how many rounds was it, or you know, how many people were there. I, I'm always interested to hear in the comments, you know, how it went, and what the situation was, maybe tell us, you know, you're saying it's random scenarios. Let us know what the scenarios were just, you know, a quick overview. If you, if you, if you'd like to, I'm always interested in reading it on that. Um, but thank you for the list new mods, and hopefully you do well at the tournament. Um, we are going to go into the main topic for today, which is our top three legendary legions. So, like we said before, um, it's just going to be based on personal preference rather than competitiveness, because I think we could, for, for the most part, kind of come up with the same consensus um, if we were to do that. So I think it's more fun to hear different perspectives on why we like each one. Um, so I'm going to bring it over to Rob first, if you want to go over your, it doesn't have to be in any particular order. If you want to put it in order, it's up to you. Yeah, sure. So my order is literally the order in which they came out because I grabbed them on my bookshelf and uh, the books are ordered in the order they came out. But so my first um, Legion that I like a heck of a lot and is definitely in my top five, and in this case, my top three, is Theodrid's Guard from the Warren Rohan supplement. And this is the Legion that represents basically the army that rallied around Theodred when he died, <laughs> frankly, um, at the Battle of the Fords of Eisen. And just this kind of like a thousand foot overview of what it does, you, you've got Theodred in there, Elfhelm, Grimbold, um, and the entire army gets Swarm Protector Theodred. They get the fight in ranks that allows them to use throwing spears as regular spears um, in combat. And the uh, the writers of Theodred um, rule gives them the ability to essentially treat Theodred as Theoden for any rule that requires Theoden, right? Which in Rohan is the one where they get the plus one to fight um, on the charge. And so why do I like this Legion? I like it a heck of a lot. Um, I like the theme. This has always been one of those things in the books that I always was fascinated by was the battles of the Fords of Eisen. I like Theodred as a character. Game-wise, I really like that this is the first time you can kind of play Rohan as a combined arms force because traditionally 
especially in previous editions, Rohan was always either like an all foot horde or an all cav army, right? Which makes sense because they're like the cavalry army. Um, but this kind of threads the the middle so beautifully and allows you to play a Rohan in a completely unique way, which is you've got a little bit of cavalry that are still very effective. You've, you've got infantry that are still very effective. You've got um, a couple of heroes that hit really hard, but they're not like the top level heroes. So you get more of them. You get a decent amount of numbers. And it really, really kind of feels like you can play a combined force for Rohan where you have a solid battle line and you've got a little bit of cavalry and you've got a good shooting contingent because you can take outriders on foot in here or on horse for that matter. Um, you've got Theodred who's out there, you know, chopping stuff to bits. You've got a couple of like utility heroes and, and it's just so much fun to play because I feel like the list has a little bit of an answer to everything. It's not so overtuned as to feel like you're playing on autopilot. Like it still requires a lot of thought, especially with Theodred himself, because he's got that rule where he has to charge and that can, you know, put him into a bad position if you're really reckless with him. Ironically, I think the rule is called reckless, right? Um, but it's just, it's always so much fun to play and you have so many kind of like options with it that are very different feeling to what you usually get with Rohan. So I thought this was particularly um, well-designed. It's very cool. And I have never had a game where I haven't had fun with it. So. Yeah, it's cool. cool. Yeah. Any excuse to bring Theodrin is kind of like really right. awesome. Like, I think he's like one of the really like the sleeper heroes in Rohan list and actually in all like this whole Gondor, we just saw like a fiefdens and a Gondor list, like combined Gondor, fiefdens, Rohan, all green allies. Like, I think he's like a really good take, even outside of the Legion. But I think the Legion's good. I think you said it perfectly. Like, it's cool to see Rohan armies that are actually foot and infantry, you know, because you never mm -hmm. really see infantry unless you're taking like that Legion or the Helm's Deep Legion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of it. I really am. So. I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, in the extended edition of the second movie, they show Theodred, right? Yes. I think fighting? Yes, they do. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they, they, they show him dead, mostly, or like yeah. dying, yeah, they, right? I don't, I don't think they actually show him fighting. I think uh, we just get like uh, a couple minutes of him dead. Uh, but it, I'm glad that we got a legendary legion out of that because it's very cool. Yeah. Um, I think another thing to mention with this legendary legion is like, if you look at the hero list that you see here, you see like three heroes that you will almost actually four that you'll mm -hmm. almost never see uh, in Rohan. Uh, Theodrid, uh, you'll usually never see because you either see, uh, one of the other legendary legions, mm -hmm. or of course the riders of Theoden, with Theodred is not in because he's dead. Mm -hmm. um, you see Elfhelm, mm -hmm. who I'd say is usually on the lower end of people's lists when they take riders of Theoden, mm -hmm. and you take Grimbold, who I'd say is uh, on the non-existent list mm -hmm. when you're taking riders of Theoden because he does not get a horse, mm -hmm. um, and even the captain of Rohan in some ways. Uh, is quite valuable on this list. Uh, he oh, is yeah. decent in Riders of Theoden, but he's great in this list, especially because, correct me if I'm wrong, does Theodred get Heroic March? He does not, but the captain he is does why not. you, you know, yeah, you take so the, the captain, captain provides you your yeah. march. Especially because you have so much infantry. And I, and I don't want to 
opine too much. Um, and I, I'm sure this will be a caveat for all of the legions we cover today, but many of them we go over in more detail, like tactically in some of the other podcasts. I know we talked about this one in the, the Rohan legendary legion episode. And if you want to um, hear more about that um, and other legions in, in more depth, please go listen to those episodes. But yeah, you, you take the captain because he's still going to get your fight five. Um uh, near Theodrid, because he counts as Theoden, right, in this Legion. He still gets his axe for the extra strength, and he's got March, and you've got a predominantly, like, Helminga's battle line with a bunch of throwing spears, so that mobility is actually very useful when when you need it. Um, and, and you're right, like, these are characters you generally don't see, and if you do, you see, like, one or the other. You never see them together, but in this Legion, like, you bring the whole band, and they all work really well together. Like, it just, it all works together, uh, and the fact that they, they get the essentially pan-army bodyguard means that you're never going to play into that one terror army that's just going to screw you because you have a bunch of like Rohirrim infantry. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, I just, um, I always have a ton of fun with it. I think it's a bit of a sleeper hit. Um, I think people are starting to wake up to it a little bit more. You're starting to see it um, do well at events, but definitely one that um, I'm very happy. As Evan said, we got a Legion out of after seeing poor old Theodred just chopped to bits for three minutes in the extended cut. So um, I will go over to Rainier next. <laughs> All right. One of my, I'm doing it also based off just what I'm painting actually, to be honest, <laughs> but I'm, I'm painting like legions. I never play legions, but I'm painting them in order to play them. And um, one of them is Gothmog's Legion. Now Gothmog's Legion is very just generic. Like here are a whole bunch of Moran orcs. We kill you. But even the special rules to the Legion, I mean, um, the age of man is over. He gets uh, models typically within three inches of him get hatred of men. That goes into 12 inches. So like 12 inch Moranans all around him get hatred to men. You see so many men armies out there. You're going to see more with Dale. And this isn't even just good armies like, like uh, Rohan Ministerth. You also see uh, Corsairs. Now you're like seeing Moranans wound Corsairs on a three instead of a four mm -hmm. with this hatred of men or men, men rule. So it's very good uh, coupled with defense six and the Moranans. I think that's just very fun. I've always played competitively really like, oh, like, like micro, like, oh my gosh, the spear on this guy. Should I have a spear? Should I have a shield, a bow or a bow and a spear? Like what? Moranans just go have fun. So. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's where I'm at like right now when it comes to like painting this army. I just want to go have fun with it and make it go kill stuff. But not just the time of the, uh, the age of men is over. The time of the orc also, um, he can declare once per turn, basically like a hurrah, 12 inches without him. They all get plus one to wound. That now goes to battlefield wide, I believe, right? So like that's pretty mm -hmm. cool rule. Um, just once per game, your Moranans can just punch through and typically you'll have like equal to more numbers with Moranans when you're doing fights. So like you better like win, not lose that fight because the Morans will kill you. So yeah, I just, I just like the, the Legion a lot because it's simple. You can play really good with it. And it's that typical, like old school. I have one general and he gives me all the special rules mm -hmm. and he's like there on his war, but like go fight boys. So yeah, that's, that's one of mine. Top three. Yeah, I love that Legion. Um, I hate it because I play all man armies. And <laughs> yeah. because of the um, the super amazing starter set for the game, having basically this Legion in it, you just had Gothmog, right? They cropped yeah. up everywhere when, when you know, Gondor or came out. And so, like, all of the games I was playing, half of them were against new players playing Gothmog's Legion. And I was like, 
nominally like the veteran experienced player teaching them the game and they were just like beating me with these Moran and orcs with plus one to wound everywhere and it's I think it's really well designed it's it's a lot of fun to play with it's it's fun to play against um you mentioned something that literally never dawned on me but we're gonna see Easterlings everywhere now and they're also men and so Gothmog's Legion is gonna be great to play into Easterlings as well yeah and even the list that list that we just reviewed like a fountain court fountain court guard with a shieldless mm-hmm. defense seven, a Moranin with a pike, you can get like an axe for yeah. free. It was a strength five plus with the goth mogs. You're wounding fountain court guard on a four. Yeah. Like that, that's, that's just crazy. That's insane. Yeah. Like, and that's not even like, yeah, that will actually four. Cause no, you get hatred of men too. Oh yeah. You are. Yeah. You're wounding them on fours and re-rolling rolls as well. Like, and re-rolling. That's, yeah. That that's pretty crazy. And you like better, like hope you get the fight you win the fight with a good because the the fight for but it is also like i'm glad you mentioned the easterlings if this releases before the easterlings negate everything i said because like <laughs> i'm sure like all of my favorite legions or at least one or two are going to come from the more in the north oh i i guarantee you at least one of mine will probably be from that book because i just love the theme of that book in general but mm-hmm. you know hopefully this this will release before the book and we don't have to do a you know, an FAQ to our podcast. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny. Gothmog, I've, I've always, I, I have a love hate relationship with him because every time I want to take him, I go, but I'd rather have Shagrat. And so I just, <laughs> I just, I always, I want to take him so badly, but then I just go, but why would I take him if I get everything plus two extra fate for 30 points cheaper? Mm-hmm. And so I, I get this love-hate relationship with him. I, I would love to include him in every single list because I've always been that guy who likes to take the big bad guy. Mm-hmm. And even though that's Sauron, you know, or the Witch mm-hmm. King, you know, that, that, that kind of foot troop that does the damage. I've always liked that model in each army. So for me, that's always been Gothmog for Mordor. So I always want to take him. But I always have, but then with this Legion, you know, it's like you said, you get all those benefits and, and I've definitely, I definitely like this Legion a lot. I, I, I have yet to take it, but I definitely, definitely plan on taking it eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's not like overpowered too. Like it's, it's very just straightforward cookie cutter list that does pretty good. So yeah. Who doesn't like to take yeah. a bunch of Moranins like that? Yeah. The amount that you get to take too. I mean, it's well, awesome. they're, they're already so efficient as is. And in this Legion against the right targets, they're such can openers, right? Yeah. Like they're even better. So, yeah. and those, again, those defense for Harad, a uh, Corsair list that you typically do see mm-hmm. competitively, like linger at the top tables, just this terrifying. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, all right. We will go on to Evan's list next. All right. So I've, I've talked about how I love the big chunky heroes that can kill entire armies by themselves. Mm-hmm. And then there is no legendary legion that personifies this better than Helm's guard. Mm-hmm. So for army composition, you've got Helm hammer hands and a bunch of other guys, but the main purpose is Helm hammer hands. Cause that's really your army. And the most important special rule is obviously the King of Rohan, where Helm gets both mighty hero and free heroic combats every turn. Um, and not only do you get that, but you also get the fight and rank special rules. So when you're taking just chaff warriors of Rohan, for example, today, actually, I took a 700 point list and all I had was 
helm, a couple of captains on horse, and then just a ton of warriors of Rohan with throwing spears. And I got up to 44 models, ran in with my uh, fight four within six inches of helm, which is great. Uh, up to courage four uh, with your war horn that helm comes equipped equipped with. <sighs> And you just throw a, you throw a whole bunch of throwing weapons at them, and then Helm goes in. He kills your opponent's entire army, and it's just a great time. So I think this is definitely uh, maybe one of the highest, if not the highest, on my list of most fun uh, legendary legions to play. And as we've seen uh, recently at the Grand Tournament, um, where I think somebody came second with it, if I'm not mistaken... It Which can also do really well. Uh, it's the the GW one, the Warhammer um, World GT. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, if you know what you're doing with Helm Hammerhand, and you can uh, use your throwing spear guys well, this is the uh, the legendary legion for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. I think it's interesting that both you and Rob like chose infantry <laughs> as one of them. But that is the joy of actually playing a mixed. Rohan army is like you have the throwing spears like Evan says and you have all these special rules um, I'm always reminded when someone brings Helm Hammerhand it's like Boromir when he's like they have a cave troll like your opponent's right. going to be like Rohan they have an Elendil like it's they have it's, a hammerhand yeah they have a hammerhand like just like <laughs> destroying everything um, I, I, I love the idea of the model too is gorgeous I think the model from Forge World is probably one of the best they've done mm-hmm. um, and it's quite unique too but yeah, it's, it's really good. It's really fun. I wouldn't say it's like top, top competitive because once people probably see it, they'll be like, okay, it's easy to counter just helm and maybe take out like the infantry easier. But boy, that, that sucker does look fun. And I'm glad that you're having fun with it too. And the 700 points is a good, a good nod because I think that's a really good point um, for all Rohan legendary legions, not just helms, but also all of them because it's like you can get the numbers and the different things and have that mighty hero where, they, where the, the opponent can't bring like two or three big heroes to counter it. So, Yeah, cool. man. Hard to argue with anything you said, Evan. Helm <laughs> is a lot of fun. Um, he is so ludicrously overtuned, but it's okay because it's literally <laughs> only in his legion and it's only when he's surrounded by a bunch of generics, right? So like you can't soup it into something, you know, absolutely monstrous, but hard to argue with anything you said. Tons of fun. And on the model... Um, it took me a while to realize this, but it actually, the model itself looks like the statue of Helm in the movie at Helm's Deep, which I thought was so cool when I discovered that. I don't know why it tickled me so much, but I was like, oh, look what they did. So, yep. Agreed. I, I don't know if any of you, did any of you play the Shadow of Mordor Shadow of War game? Oh, I didn't. So in it, I think it's Shadow of War. They, uh, they basically give like a, a nonsense backstory to each of the ring rates, and they have one of the ring rates as Helm Hammerhand. Like that's who they have as one of the ring rates backstory, basically. And ever since I, I played the game and I saw that I have wanted to play with Helm Hammerhand, because he, if, you, if you get a chance, watch the video for anybody who hasn't uh, played the game or seen the clip. But, you know, he, he just has this huge hammer and he just goes through people and it, it's just the coolest thing. And, and, you know, I've always liked Rohan because I've always liked the idea of a, a shooting horse army. And so you add something like that into an, uh, an army list. It, it just makes me want to play Rohan more and more and more and more. And, you know, they, they, they keep getting flushed out with new models and different ways to play them. That I, I, I almost want to buy a Rohan army just to play with all these different great heroes. 
Um, so, you know, by far, I, I definitely would love to play with Helm Hammerhand, and I think this would be a really fun Legion to do it with. Mm-hmm. Um, I have I have yet to have his weapon shattered, but when I do, I'm going to have so much fun with him running around, just punching orcs and killing mm-hmm. stuff. It'll be great. He's got he can bash with his hands, right? That's his hammer hand rule. Mm-hmm. That's yep. amazing. Like literally, <laughs> he just like punches you over. So good. So good. Evan, for, for, for jokes, if you ever take it to a to a tournament, you have to um just do it for fun anyway. Even if you don't want to just one turn, just bash just because you can't. Yeah, at the end of the game when nothing matters, just go, I'm gonna bash. <laughs> and what what is what is that Man. show? Uh, Legends of Arcana on Netflix where they have those giant like fists and they're just punching and stuff. Like you should model like that. God, I, I wish you could bash horses and just like have him come up and like punch a horse. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> punches a camel in the uh, Conan movie and just like knocks it over. Oh, that'd be great. Um, all right, we'll move on to my, uh, well, I'm going to rank mine because I, 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 this is my third favorite one. Um, <laughs> I've talked about this before. Um, it is the Shelob one, the Kirithungal one. Mm-hmm. Um I love Shelob. I love taking giant monsters. I think it's so much fun to do that. I love, you know, Spider Queen, all that. I love Shelob. So, and you add, like I said, I'm a big fan of Shagrat, even though this is a, a weaker version, of course, and then Gorbag. But so basically, um, it has to include all three of them Shagrat, Gorbag, and Shelob. Um, the benefits of the thing, and we've discussed this before on, on podcasts where we thought maybe. You know, if you support, you put an orc behind an Urukai, do you still get the plus one? But we're interpreting, unless that's been FAQ'd, I don't believe. No, you have to be directly in the fight. Directly, okay. Is, yeah. Yeah. So spears you have don't to, count. Yeah. So you, you take the spears just to support anyway, but you need an orc and a uh, Urukai in combat to get the plus one. Uh, Sheila becomes pretty powerful with with the rules. Um, she adds one to her attack characteristics when she fights a man, an elf, a dwarf, or a hobbit. So it's definitely a lot of uh, options there to give her an extra attack. Um, and she has another rule where she can choose to kill and remove a friendly model within one, one inch of her at the beginning of the uh, turn if she is not engaged. If she does so, she can re-roll any number of dice when making a dual roll. So you know, you charge in with what would be what three attacks, right? So you can just re-roll all. I mean, that's that's not that's not good to go against something that's fight seven that's able to do that. I mean, she functionally has six attacks on that charge, right? Yeah, she's rolling up to six dice. Yeah. So trust <laughs> me, as, as someone that's who's used this legendary legion, you're still not going to roll a six, and they're always just going <laughs> to roll that flat six with one die. But the thought of having those six attacks is great. Yeah. Um, and then the other one, which I think is really cool. I like these little rules, like with Legolas and Gimli, where basically if one person has less kills than the other one, Shagrad and Gorbag, the other one can re-roll a D6 that has less attacks. I think that's a really cool little rule. And it could mm-hmm. be either detrimental or amazing at the same time. So you could you could almost, if you wanted to get really tactical, you could make sure that Gorbag gets less attacks, so he gets three attacks, and he gets to re-roll a D6 for free. Or if you wanted Shagrat to get a little bit more killing power, you could give it to him. And so, But I like the idea of they can kind of 
trade off here and there so they each get the benefit so I, i'm really big fan of the legion in general and i i definitely want to you know paint up my shelob again and, and start taking this to a tournament but i just can't i just can't convince myself to buy those mortal urukai because it's a one-use thing where i'm never going to use them besides this legendary mm -hmm. legion yeah, I mean, if this podcast was called my your favorite three evil legions, it would be on it for me too because I agree with everything you said. Um, Shelob is fun. I uh, I actually love Mordor Urukai. They're one of those those troops that I objectively know that I'll never take, but they look so cool, and they've always been one of those models that I've just thought was one of the coolest in the in the Mordor range. And so the fact that you know, when you build this Legion, you have such cheap heroes that you're ending up with like 50 plus models and half of them are Mordor Urukai and that's yeah. somehow okay. And it's like, and the, you don't feel hamstrung because you actually have kind of rules that make that feel a little bit better. Um, it's, it's super awesome. I, I agree with you. Yeah, I feel like this is like the perfect, I actually played it with Samir before the Legion came out at doubles for Nova. Mm -hmm. This would be the perfect list to play for doubles. With, oh, like, your best yes. Player. Because it's just like, you're this the orcs, so I'm the Urukai. Let's roll a D6 to see who plays Sheila. <laughs> yeah. And it's just a blast because you guys, you just like fall into the role. You're like working together. It's like, oh, you, you're like, your, your orc guys suck because they keep dying. You're like, well, your orcs are useless too. But like, it's just so much fun. So. But your orcs can't win fights and then you get into a rivalry about it. Yeah. yeah. And then there's a special rule where you're killing stuff faster. You're like, actually, we can do this. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, Rob, if you want to go into your second list. Yeah, sure. So my second one is actually from the same book, Quest of the Ringbearer, and it is the Breaking of the Fellowship Legion. Mm -hmm. So that is the one that is essentially the um, the Fellowship of the Ring, but after after Moria, um, as they headed out of Lothlorien, um, army composition is pretty simple. It's the Fellowship of the Ring, except you can't take Gandalf because as Evan put it before he's dead um, and you can't take some of the like ancillary stuff that wasn't there like build the pony or uh, Smeagol and, and you know stuff like that um, you have to take Aragorn he's always your leader they always deploy as a single um, warband and then they have like a million special rules so I'm not going to go over them in super in-depth but they've all got elven cloaks Frodo can effectively um, cast blinding light on a three plus every turn um, Merry and Pippin get better in combat Aragorn has a fun dagger Legolas can reroll failed hits with shooting when he's within three inches of another model Gimli um, has Galadriel's hair, which allows him three times per game to like sniff it, I don't know, and reroll his dual dice. Um, Boromir has nothing special, but the big one, Galad Blessing of Galadriel, gives the entire Legion um, Fortify Spirit just from the get go. And they uh, count as a banner while within um, three inches of each other, plus the regular rules that the Fellowship usually has about not breaking near Frodo. So, um, I just, I love everything about this because I feel like you're not going to have more fun playing an all hero list. And it really feels like the fellowship is the fellowship when you play this list, right? Like there's only like four models that 
that really do anything, but those four models are too turbocharged. Like magic's not taking them down. Everyone's got a banner everywhere. They've all got these like quirky little rules. The hobbits suck, but they're kind of like mobile banners for, you know, the other members of the fellowship. Or in the case of Legolas, he's got like a pet hobbit next to him, like encouraging him to shoot better um, and keeping the hobbits alive because the benefit of them being alive to the models that actually matter becomes its own like little thing that you have to keep track of. And it's it's just a ton of fun. Uh, and it also makes it feel like you're playing with the heroes of the story that you're supposed to be playing with, right? Where these models have the kind of impact on the game that they do in the narrative of the books. Because the regular fellowship, it's fine, but it's just, it's not really cutting the mustard. Um, whereas in this one, you know, you're doing like weird, like heroic slingshots and Legolas is sniping people and Gimli's high on elf hair. And it's just, it's just a blast to play. Um, I, I don't know if it's particularly competitive. It also caps at 600 points. So you're not going to ever see it at higher point games or higher point tournaments anyway. Um, unless you're just really going to go for it, like an 800 pointer with your 600 point list. But, um, but it does, it is deceptively powerful. So if you do bring it to like a 600 point tournament, you're not actually just going to get rolled over. Um, as long as you kind of know what you're doing with it, because again, you have eight models and four of them are hobbits. So, but yeah, I, um, um, I love that it feel it makes the fellowship feel like the fellowship and I just have a blast playing with it and you have a zillion might to keep track of and you can do a lot of cool things with it. And it's one of those that um, that just makes me like happy to have in the game. So yeah, it's one of those it's like one of those unique lists where you actually feel like you can play battle companies at a tournament. Yeah. <laughs> because they are they're it actually works. Not the most competitive, but it like it, it it's really good in that sense. And then even at a six hundred point point tournament you're going to see a lot of hordes so you're literally just cutting through and shooting and destroying things a hobbit's dying you're like no and it's just very dramatic it feels like a battle company's like like ev every like, single game play. you play feels literally like i'm on head right where you're like swarmed yeah. and everyone's going and you know operating at an 11 because they know they're about to die and it's just it's very dynamic and fun yeah i get cool you know i actually when i think about the fellowship legendary legion i'm gonna I'm going to go ahead and say it. I don't really generally like playing the fellowship and, and it's just, maybe for me, it's just a little too boring, but I, and, and this is going to kind of contradict itself. However, if I played this list, I don't think there could be a more fun list to play in the game personally for myself, because all I'd be thinking about is if that, if, if this Hobbit gets a kill, I'm going to throw my dice in the air and celebrate like it's, but I, I almost, <laughs> I almost, you know, I kind of think about it like this, right? So it's almost like you, your uh, your big hitters are like your offensive line, and the rest of the they're trying to get to your quarterback, right? And so you're trying to hold right. them yeah, off yeah, until yeah. they get to get to your quarterback. So I always, I, every time I think about, it, I would just set them up in like a, a football formation on purpose. So like, I think it'd be so funny to just have like an offensive line of like Aragorn, Boromir, Legolas, Gimli, and maybe like Frodo on one end, and then you just hide like Sam Pippen and someone's like the quarterback, <laughs> and they just step back two feet every. <laughs> two inches every single time just to pretend like they're throwing the ball. I would totally, amazing. I would totally oh play gosh. it like that. And, and then occasionally I mean, you run into like, like uh lurts of scouts or something and they blitz you and you have to like throw a combat to drop back and protect the passer. And yeah. Frodo's the quarterback. He steps back and he's got Sam and, and uh, Mary and Pippin to block against the, while he gets time to throw. 
And then Legolas is in the back as the safety, like ready to pick off anyone who gets through, right? <laughs> yes. I'm telling you. I, We're I, saying I, this like a joke, but this is exactly how they play. Like, yeah, you know, it's true, when you right? see, you've got you've got <laughs> your your front guys, and then you've you've got the hobbits and Legolas behind, uh, and and that's exactly how they play. And what I love about this legendary legion is that unlike a lot of legend other legendary legions, which are super point and clip uh, click, they almost like simplify the game like you've got your super shooty legion or this legion goes and uh, they've got their bombs and they blow stuff up uh, this legion is all about the balrog stuff like that this actually adds a whole nother dynamic to the game which i think you would only really otherwise find in like the the scenarios that you get in the quest of the ring bear where mm-hmm. you've got the whole dynamic of You've got these powerful pieces that can destroy your opponent's army, but also you've got to think about your hobbits. And if they get into your hobbits and they kill your hobbits, then you're going to lose a bunch of models. You're going to lose your benefits and you're going to start to struggle. So it's a really interesting legendary legion, both for the person playing it and for the person playing against it. So it's really fun in that way. I think it was actually um, your dad, Evan, that described it as keeping the hobbits alive as like a mini game within the game. And I think that's exactly right. Right. Because like, you have to think about that both as the person playing against it and as the person playing with it. And it turns into a game within a game. So um, yeah, it is too. Cause it's like your, 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 your goal is to keep hobbits alive mm-hmm. and you know, the opponent's first goal is to kill as many hobbits as possible yeah. as quick as possible. I, yeah. actually, I actually played against um, Matt at shadow and East Evan, when you played as the fellowship that one year and I played against him in the, in a, the day before the tournament and you could just see how much fun he was having playing it. And I'm, Evan, I'm sure you had fun playing it as well, but obviously it was without the, the bonuses, but you gave yourself the bonuses with that as well. So I, I can just, I think this would be the most fun list to play at a tournament. I really do. I would probably have the most fun doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, Rainier, if you want to go into your second. My second one is the Army of Dunland. So oh, shocker. This, yeah. Oh, what a, what a what <laughs> evil man, really? That's a weird one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so my goal, of course, is to play all the evil, evil men factions. I've won or placed with all of them besides Dunlin because I've never taken them. So, like, they're there. You know what I mean? Like, I painted it up and I'm ready to go. Um, but, yeah, I just like the idea that you just bring a whole horde of Dunlin. Um, it checks off one of my to-do lists. Uh, there's special rules. We talked about it in a previous episode. Or if you take the Legion, you get, like, your banners are increased to six inches you get hatred to Rohan, which is really fun when you have all these other Rohan legions and you're like, okay, I got my, my toys to play too. And then you have the Dunlin war cry, which Thryden like calls it in 12 inches. You get one plus to wound, which is kind of cool. Actually looking at all these legions, I'm like, Oh, a lot of these armies actually have something like that, which brings it to the whole like traditional, like war style. You have like your general calling and like affecting mm-hmm. the battle. But yeah, I chose them solely because I haven't played them yet. I want to play them and they look pretty cool. And uh, it is a cool way to like, kind of make a player take pure Dunlin because they don't really offer much in the sense of their like fight three, occasionally fight four for really expensive troops. But when you have all of the things happening, I think it's a really fun list to play. And yeah, that's why I chose it. I yeah. Oh, go ahead, Rob. I was just going to say, yeah, and Dunlin is just just gen- just cool, right? Like, the models are cool, cool. The theme is cool. It's just, it looks great on the table. Um, 
and I, I've played against it um, a couple times. It's it's you know it's out there now because it's been a while since Warren Rohan has released, and I'll never forget a game. I was actually playing with Rohan against it, and that one turn that I should have literally lost my entire army because they have hatred Rohan, and he called the war cry. He lost every fight, every single one, <laughs> and I just rolled through him. And we're both kind of looking at it like, what just happened, right? But um, but I, I actually think that that's a that's an anomaly. Usually it doesn't go that way, but it'll always stick out in my mind. So I will never forget the Legion of Dumb <laughs> I actually, and we talked about this on the, the Dumblin episode. I think this is one of the most underrated legions in the in the game. I really I you know that I can't think of his name, that three attack big like 75 point uh girl. Uh, yeah, I think it's I think that's it. He's super underrated as a as a hero. That guy can do so much damage quickly. Mm-hmm. And I think you combine and, and I had the route of going with all the cheap Dunlin warriors and just maximizing how many you would have. And if you get that horde style with them, in my opinion, with the heroes that they have, I think that can do a lot. And I'm not saying you would necessarily be like a favorite, like to win. I think you could be that that list that upsets a lot of people because they a don't play it very often, and b they weren't expecting it to be as good as it is. Um, I, yeah, I really it, like it. it is too. Like with the Legion, like it's not just Gorolf. You can get all the named heroes mm-hmm. and a captain at 800 points with like maybe 60 models, and you have all like the bells and whistles too with the Crabane and the horse. Yeah, and 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 different things like that. The fearless bubble. Um, yeah, it, it is really like good. Um, I'm really looking forward to playing it, but also I'm kind of not, not, does it not, well, like I play Corsairs, you know, like that used to be my big thing. And it's like, they are like matching up with the same model count, same kind of like horde, like infantry aspect, but yeah, it's cool. And the six inch banner too, like, that's no joke too. We talked in the previous mm. episode, you have a, f- a five point model. You just give him an ax. So he's strength four when he hurt, when he strikes. And he gets two attacks with a banner for five yeah. points. Like that that's crazy. These banners in this list really elevate um, it, which makes it again like really cool to play because it's like your banner is very important. Why not take two potentially? And it gives it back to that, which I love about Legions. You're like reeling it back to make it a little more simple, but also like it elevates those aspects of traditional warfare that you would think in a table tabletop war game. So, yeah. It does have that kind of Goblin Town feel without the supports, I think, really, where you kind of get that, like you said, you know, you add the banners with the Fearless, with the um, the Piercing Strike because they're Defense 3, mm-hmm. and you for five points, you get a model that's Strength 4, can re-roll, and doesn't have to worry about Terror, like, and you get 60 of them with the heroes that they have as well. I think it's super that, that's great. conservative too, like 60. Yeah, exactly. Like 660 point or 60 model list, 800 points. I only had like maybe 14 of them. Mm-hmm. So if you just like extremely hoard them out, you can get like seven. If you dropped the Curbane and you, you just went pure um, mm-hmm. numbers, you could probably get it 70 plus if you really wanted to. Uh, but you know, if you combine the Crabane with it, and then maybe add in a couple Hiscarls to support the heroes or whatnot, um, I, I think it could do really well at a tournament. And mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying you know it's like the winner, but I, I I truly believe this is an underrated list that people should yeah. consider. And like Rob well, said, the theme of them are so cool. Like it's yes. like you're like reclaiming your land from the foregoil. Like like it's like this was our land originally. It's like a, like a big struggle. 
and and whatnot like it's just really cool to see like these like wild men come from dunland and then like games workshop did a really good job about organizing the army to make it look like it's actually a structured anglo-saxon or viking like esque army so you're actually like full bear like you're like chain mail and everything it's just really cool well and, and one it, thing it um, doesn't is- it doesn't feel like a legendary legion right like it feels mm-hmm. like an army that mm-hmm. exists like you don't think about it and you go, oh, they're taking the Dunland Legendary Legion. You're like, oh, they're taking Dunland. They're taking the Dunland Army. And it's just incredible to see how like an army that was literally never used. You never saw Dunland. Um, it was always just Isengard. And then maybe you threw Thryden in there or some Wildman or something to just to be cute. But now... You see it and you're like, oh, that's a Dunland army. That's something I've got to be scared of. They, they've got all these cool heroes. They've got these special models, all these special rules. And it's just so cool to see Dunland on the tabletop uh, beating people up and uh, just being unique. With like no, no spear support in like fight three. Like, like that's pretty cool to like just see that. And like we're talking about the strength four, like basic uh wildman but even the other ones are like strength four base they can go up to strength five mm-hmm. like the moranans they can kill a fountain court guard mm-hmm. on a five you know what i mean like like that's pretty good like why not try yeah well and one thing i like about the design of dunlin and this is actually also true of the the gothmog legion is that there is a very specific thing it's built to be super good against but it's also just generically good against everything else. So it's not like if you don't run into that one thing, it's built to be super good against, like there's no point in taking it, right? Like between the the six inch banners and the war cry, like just playing Dunland in general um, is very competitive and bonus if you run into Rohan, as opposed to like, oh, if I don't play Rohan, I'm really going to suffer kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Evan, you were second list. All right. So... I guess in a similar vein um, to my last pick being Helm's Guard, this time I'm going to take the evil version of Helm's Guard, which is Pits of Dolgaldur. And basically this is substituting Helm out for Azog. And I think what they've done with this list in many ways is revolutionary because they've added a whole, like, new priority system with the surprise attack special rule and just what it does to your opponent's mind when they're playing against you is like, because every person is just like, okay, I can set this up. Maybe my heroes are a little out of position, but then I've got my heroic moves. If they're playing against me, they've got to have their heroes in exactly the right spot to call heroic moves. And with Pits of Dogaldor, you can just say, oh, your heroes are out of position? I'm going to move all of my models first. There's nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. And Azog is going to just destroy your heroes because he's got six might and free heroic combats and you can't even cast spells on me because my entire army has resistance to magic. And it's just a great conglomeration of a bunch of very cool and unique special rules that really uh, aren't strictly better than something like an Azog's Legion list because you've got less variety, you don't have Master of Battle, stuff like that. But they have an incredible niche 
And it's a lot of fun to just take Azog and just go to town with your six might and your free heroic mm-hmm. combats. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I always, I mean, I, I'm with Evan on this where I really like to take the big hard hitting heroes and who, and I know people complain about Azog because he has fight seven and why should an evil hero have fight seven? And I, I understand it. It makes sense, you know, because the whole thing is good, supposed to have the fight value. But I think anybody who really likes to play evil really appreciates Azog because he's that guy that every evil person wants to have on their battlefield as their general. He's that guy that everyone mm-hmm. fears. He's he's basically like the second... The, if you were to rank like heroes that you'd be afraid of going against on the evil side, it goes Sauron, maybe the Balrog, and then him. Like it, He's just so up there that you're so terrified of going up against him especially if you don't have magic where you just go how am i gonna deal with this mac truck going down the highway basically and i think and it's like scarier than the other two because he is a truck like he's he's mounted and yeah. the mount has fate and they yeah. can use each other's fate <laughs> and it's just like you can't stop him i mean you used to play with him and like i was just like okay it's not going to be how can i stop as like it's how can i make him not kill half yeah. of my army Let's let's shoot for a quarter of my army, but only a quarter, and then I can maybe have a chance. Like he's just freaky. You can't really stop him, especially with the things that I play, where I play a lot of soft like heroes and stuff, and like mitigation type games. Like it's 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 terrifying. Well, and in this list especially, because what's better than a you know six might hero that has a million strength and a big mace and wounds all heroes on threes. Well, let's also give them free heroic combats. Like it's hard to understate how brutal that is. Right. I, and, and he gets the master of battle, right? Uh, or is that with the does other? Not. Does, oh, he, does that's not. he trades that, his master of battle with yeah. free heroic combats though. Trust me with this list. You don't need the extra might points. <laughs> You're perfectly fine already. The six might and the free heroic combats will serve you fine. And I think I think part of the reason why I've just picked two legendary legions with a similar function being you've got some cheap troops and basic heroes that are fun to use and then you've got this massive hero that'll crush everything is it really enforces such a fun way of playing the game which is sort of you and your opponent are basically rushing to see who can kill the opponent's army quicker because mm-hmm. You know, your Azog is going to go and kill through the opponent's army. So your opponent goes, all right, I can't kill Azog. I've got to figure out a way to kill your army as quickly mm-hmm. as possible, break you, and win the game that way. And that's a lot of fun compared to maybe some of the more defensive, grindy play styles that a lot of like your Minas Tirith shield walls will play. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of fun to that. But there's also a lot of fun where you play a three-turn game where your heroes and your warriors are just going mm-hmm. at it and crushing each other. And every turn, you're just sitting there thinking, you know, how am I going to win this? How am I not going to lose all of my heroes to this massive mega threat? It's a lot of fun. Well, and you didn't mention it specifically, but the Keeper of the Dungeons is also an awesome secondary hero, right? Like, he's... He's also a pretty awesome beat stick and he's got like a mini bulg effect. Um, so you're worried about Azog as you should be, but then you've got also the keeper of the dungeons with a bunch of hunter orcs like running at you. And it's, it's not exactly like you can ignore the troops, right. Or, or ignore the secondary heroes. So 
it's a very very cool list okay um i guess i'll just give a brief um mine is gothmox legion at two um mm-hmm. like i said mm-hmm. i gothmox one of my favorite heroes um i pretty much explained it with rainier um I just love the idea. I've always, I, I'm kind of like Rainier with this. I like taking a bunch of troops and just having a large number. And I, you know, especially aesthetically, I think the Moranians are, my favorite army is Mordor, right? So like, that's who I, you know, everybody kind of has that army, like Robbie with Minas Tirith, right? Like that's the army you kind of put yourself into. And so for me, it's uh, Mordor. And so when I look aesthetically at the Moranians, I think they look awesome. And then I look at the profile and they're awesome. And so when I can get a whole bunch of them, and then with basically their leader, uh, that's just an awesome concept to me. And then Rainier talked about the good rules that they have as well. And then, you know, the war drum, they move nine inches. So, mm-hmm. I mean, who doesn't want to see a nine inch moving Moranian army that has like 50 models? <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Um, Rob, if you want to go into your last one. Yeah. So my last one is actually one of the newer ones from the, um, Fall of the Necromancer. It's the Rangers of Mirkwood Legendary Legion. Mm. Um, bit of a bit of something different for me, but my so I guess I have to kind of give background because this is maybe more of a sentimental pick than a, than a game pick. But um, my my kind of second army that I played after Minas Tirith, especially when the Hobbit came out, was always the well, what's now called the Halls of Thranduil, right? Um, and I just, when the, when the Hobbit movies came out, whatever you think about them, like, I just loved the Mirkwood elves. I loved the scenes with the Rangers they're running through and like slicing and dicing and surfboarding spiders and just being awesome, badass, menacing elves. Right. And I just really loved them. Everything about that. I thought Tariel was a super cool character, you know, dwarf love triangle aside, just when she was out there chopping up orcs, I thought she was super, uh, super cool. Um, and so when the models came out, you know, this was for a while kind of my primary army and I love the models, the Mirkwood Ranger um, sculpts at the time when they came out, given what we were coming from with the Lord of the Rings wood elves, for example, they were dynamic and crisp and, and just out of this world. But no matter what, they just never really felt that good. So, you know, when you would play casually, you you'd have a lot of fun with your friends throwing your Mirkwood Rangers around Um but then like they'd run into a fell warg and get eaten and then they'd run into a hunter orc and they'd get like chopped suey and and they just never they never really felt like like the rangers of the movies they were always overcosted they had the theoretical potential but like they just didn't ever feel that way and this legion coming out kind of gives them everything that i want the mirkwood rangers to be or that i at least you know, past me would have wanted the Mirkwood Rangers to be um, and lets me play with the like slicing and dicing cool Mirkwood Rangers that that actually feel like the movies, right? So you're getting Tariel and you're getting Legolas who's getting knife fighter in this Legion, which is really cool because Legolas can also fight instead of just always be the guy who shoots. And then they're getting a bunch of extra rules, some of which are um, very situational, like Hatred Spider, um, and a uh, basically like a six up fate roll near forests, which is neat, but you know, very table dependent. But the big ones that they get are that they get protection in maelstrom scenarios because they essentially get the plus or minus one to come in where they need, which really feels like where they come out of the forests exactly where they need to, to ambush you. And then in addition to the knife fighter that they have that lets them get extra attacks, they can choose to shield and they're uh, if they're not shielding, they're essentially always auto fainting. So now 
it really feels like when you throw these these Merkwood Rangers in, they're either genuinely slicing and dicing, or if you're running into those situations where they're like getting tanked by a single hunter orc or like a fellwarg, you can shield, and it doesn't feel so bad that you're always losing the fight with one attack, and then your D three elf is getting eaten, and um, and it's kind of it's kind of made playing Merkwood Rangers fun again. Uh, I know that because it's just another all shooting army, it's not necessarily always as much fun for the opponent but if you're playing it kind of with the intent of this is meant to be a Merkwood ranger army that can actually fight and so usually in more casual settings where there's nothing on the line and you're just looking to have a good time i just have such a such a good feeling when you know you throw your Merkwood rangers in and they do what Merkwood rangers do in the movies as opposed to just feeling like you threw a plastic model at an opponent and it bounced off the table and died right and so in terms of transforming a profile that and a model that I loved, but was really disappointing every time I put it onto the table into something that I actually find exciting to play again. This is my, my third spot, though the third spot was pretty crowded with a couple other contenders. But at the end of the day, for nostalgia alone, I, I came back to this one. So I have always wanted to play this because... <laughs> I, I I don't know. I just you know what it is. I really like the idea of like, and I, this can sound a little cheesy, but I don't mean it to be in like a a gaming way. I just want to shoot forty bows in a turn, right? Like I just want to I want to just shoot forty bows in a turn, and I think it'd be so fun to just have a bunch of elves who have a three plus shoot on a strength three bow just. Mm-hmm. Patoo, 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 and then they fight individually with their knives and and. You know, before this was, at least when it first came out, you know, everybody thought it was going to be super broken because, like, why wouldn't you think that 40 bows coming at your face mm-hmm. wouldn't be broken, right? And they get into combat and they don't do too well because everybody just puts one-on-ones on them and mm-hmm. with more dice, you're, you're more likely to lose. And so when they find, when they came out with this, I was, I was incredibly excited. I don't know that I'll ever buy all those models, but I do think that maybe if, I see them doing well. I will be more likely to buy them because I mm-hmm. I would love to take this to a tournament, several tournaments. I think this would be that army I would take for fun and just really have a good time with it. And, you know, I love Tariel's profile, Legolas's profile, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. I mean, who doesn't want to take those? They have great mid-tier profiles. I mean, it allows you to take more of them. Who doesn't want to take as many of those guys as possible? Um, so this is one of my favorite legendary legions by far. I'm really fan of it. Yeah, I, I love the synergy between Tariel and Legolas, where like she's in the thick of it, like fighting, and he's like picking things off. And then when she, when he needs to, he can get into a fight and like throw himself into a couple models because he's getting the knife fighter attacks. And um, I I don't necessarily know if I'm ready to say it's like a super competitive list just yet, but I actually think it's pretty underrated. And I think once you start seeing it being put on the table by, you know, really competent players, it's going to do better than people expect just because like you said, you're getting 30 plus elf bows at 700 points. Like you can't ignore that. Right. And then when you do get into a fight, you still have an elf it's fight five. And in this particular Legion, it's getting a bunch of attacks. So yes, D three sucks, but, hopefully you're not losing as many fights as as you are winning, right? So I think it's got more legs than I think a lot of people give it credit, but I definitely chose it more for kind of the, I love this profile and I loved this army in the before times, and this makes me feel excited to play it, like you said, Tim. 
But it, it is one of those cool lists because like you typically think open ground is gonna favor shooting. But for this list, it's kind of like a lot of scenery favors them mm-hmm. because they can hide behind it, they can go in and out, they can get that like one-on-one or like the knife fighter or two against one kind of rule. So I like that they bring a different dynamic to the game with the traditional, oh, here I have like Fiefton Archer line, or here I have like a Corsair battle line with like mm-hmm. the Betrayer. They're just shooting, like taking turns like volleys. This kind of brings the whole like theme into play, which I love. Yeah, it's a very like hit and run like you like you see in the movies, mm-hmm. right? Where they're hugging mm-hmm. terrain and they're shooting and then ducking back and then ganging up and yeah. This is what people wanted the Rangers of Athelion uh, to be when they made them. This is Rangers of Athelion 2.0 friendly edition. You know, <laughs> they're playing exactly w- the way you wanted them to play. They're doing their shooting. They're ducking out between different pieces of scenery instead of just lining up at the back of the board and volley mm-hmm. firing and killing half of the opponent's army. Um, you've got these cool theme heroes that are doing awesome things. Um, and when they get into combat, uh, they're not just like a shield wall that just cuts through the remainder of guys. They're sort of skirmishing and fighting and picking stuff off and shooting all the way through. And I think uh, they're super, I think they're obviously not going to work very well at higher points, but at lower points, they can definitely uh, maybe not uh, do super well, but I think they can see some success. And uh, if you know what you're doing, you can do well with them. And even better, unlike the Rangers of Athelion, you get to still keep your friends while playing them. <laughs> yes, big bonus. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, Underrated. I, I really, the one, and this is kind of a personal preference, and I don't know that it, I, I, it might break the list if you did this, but I really wanted them to, for this, just for this, for this Legendary Legion, because you know how they have the Elven Cloak? Mm-hmm. I want it to go back to the old rule for the Elven Cloak, where if they're hidden behind anything, they get they can't be seen. So I think it would have been really cool to have like a, a, a front line that can be seen. The back line can't, and they can just go behind anything and keep, I would have loved that rule so much in this legendary mm-hmm. leech. And I think that yeah, might've been a missed opportunity. We can go back to the old, the, the old tree cone strategy yes. where you've got one tree, you put one behind the tree and then you put two behind that one. Uh-huh. And then you put three behind that. And then you put four behind that. And you've just got like 50 guys in this cone stretching out from one tree. <laughs> They're and all invisible. You can't see me. You can't see me. Yep. <laughs> Amazing. The Roman wedge, but behind a tree. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that, that's just, that's just me. I think it would have been a cool rule, but I understand why they didn't do it. Um, Rainier, if you want to go on to your last one. All right. This one is hands down my absolute favorite Legion in the game. And we'll see with like new Eastern legions or whatever. I might change my mind, but yeah, this one is my absolute favorite, and it is the Defenders of the Shire. Oh, yes, uh, <laughs> yeah. So one word, shenanigans. <laughs> this list makes so many shenanigans happen in the game, and I actually painted this army here in Korea to play it. And I, I feel like, well, let me go over like the special rules. So of course you have like the shire you're gonna have big numbers you have to make marry your hero which you typically do and you have a uh, fear fire sh- fire foes from the book basically everybody gets the woodland special rule because like in the book they're running all around and like fear fire foes and like they're just like a militia 
in the 1700s, basically. And then laying in wait, you get to use eight traps if you bring the legion. And that's eight plus eight because you have a different hero that actually can also bring eight. So you typically have a list of like 120 hobbits with 16 traps. And it's just pure shenanigans, like totally chaotic, like all these like little guys running around. It's like someone was walk- watching uh, Willy Wonka and the Oompa Loompas came on, but they were like on crystal meth and just all these things. Have. And it's just like, what is actually happening here? <laughs> so that's what I like an ambush special rule. They get to make one of their war bands. That's not one of the named heroes, like the big Sam Frodo, Mary or Pippin. And they can basically ambush like Goblin Town um, with, with, with their mercenaries, bring them on a board edge, bring them like one inch away from like a building or something like that, trees. And that, again, just brings more shenanigans into it. So my idea is to have Mary Pippin, Skip Frodo and Sam, because they're too expensive. By too expensive, they're like 20 extra points, but I'd rather have like more dude. And bring like 120 to 130 models with uh, all these crazy different things. And all of them can throw stones too. So you have like all those special traps, just delaying, delaying, delaying heroes. If you need to delay a hero, here's a warband of 12 hobbits. You can kill them, like, have fun. But I also have, like, seven more warbands. So <laughs> it's just, it's crazy. It's just so much fun. And I feel um, it's not quite my original play style because I used to play Corsairs and Harad. You got that kind of elite horde with shooting that I shifted into Easterlings and Khan, Evil Men theme or whatever. And they have like a really like hard hitting fast in the movement phase. I played my hood too. And it's the same thing. You strike fast. And I just feel like hobbits 130 just sounds like a blast. Like it's, it's way out of left field when it comes to what I play. It's not even evil men, but I think the Legion itself offers so much fun. And it's one of those things where if you played at a six game tournament, you'd have to play, you'd learn something new each, each round. You'd be like, Oh, like, okay, I'm going to use this type of thing. And for me, I could probably play like 25 tournament games and still have fun with them and learn something new. So that's kind of why like I chose them. And it's an amazing paint project because you're not doing the uniform. Okay, here's Gondorian soldiers. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, here's like whatever. This guy's going to have like a purple, like he's going to look like the the special, like whatever. It's, it's, it's really cool. Yeah, I, I You know, the Shire is always one of those... Um, I know this might be Devin's favorite because I know he used to really like playing as hobbits. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I Again, I share that same enthusiasm with you, Rainier. I just want to see 130 models on the table. Mm-hmm. It might be a nightmare for my opponent or for with me. With like 16 traps too. So it's just <laughs> like it's everywhere. Oh, those traps too. They're so annoying. I I just, I don't know. Some You know what I love? I love the, this concept, right? You get You get them all in a line, right? Across the entire width of the board. And then, like, you do, like, a hypothetical, ready, they pick up a stone. Aim, fire! (laughs) (laughs) Going back to, like, the 1700s militia, right? Like, all in a line. (laughs) (laughs) Or, like, remember the scene in uh, Helm's Deep where, like, Thaden's telling them to get their bow, or um, uh, Haldir's telling the elves to get their bows ready, and then they, like, get ready to pull, and then they Mm -hmm. fight. Just do that with rocks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy. And you have like, uh, what I like it too, you have two or three heroes with heroic accuracy. I think it's Paladin or Pippin, Paladin, the old Paladin, and I think the guy skipping a rock. But you have two or three heroic accuracies too. So it's like, just like that, like, oh, I'm going to heroic accuracy 
86 of these hobbits at you. <laughs> like just all, all going for all going for one. <laughs> You'll kill stuff. I mean, really, you could uh, if you let, let, let's take that into a, a scenario. Let's say, I don't know, a big hero like Aragorn is able to be heroic accuracy, right? And let's say you could affect, I don't know, let's say 50 of them. I don't know that that's possible, but let's say 50 of them could fire and get in range of Aragorn and you accuracy. You would probably do at least three wounds, maybe kill them. And for you to have one point of might to kill someone who has um, three plus unlimited, that is unbelievable from a, a, a small little rock. To, but then again, when you have 80 rocks thrown at you all at once, that's going to do a lot of damage. <laughs> That, well, that, and then that's, that's the thing too, because it's like we're we're talking rocks, 120 20 model army, which is very doable to be honest. I made the list. That's 40 bows. I was just about to say that's 40 bows. That's 40 oh, that's bows with, with rope accuracy. Yeah. So like you, that you hit on three. You can shoot. Yeah, hit on threes. Of course, I'm so happy about this. To be honest, with the new edition, they downgraded the what is it? They downgraded. It still has the accuracy, but they downgraded the strength and da- downgraded the distance to it which is amazing because they were like stupid back in the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, that's 40, 40. You have three heroic accuracies distributed. Your heroic accuracy and 40 bows into an Aragorn, let's say, plus all the ones in the front line, heroic, like potentially heroic accuracy and stones. It's just crazy. It's shenanigans, basically. Mm-hmm. And then you have all those other traps all laid around and stuff. You're delaying battle formations. They're coming to you in clot, like little, like just distributed and whatnot. It's, Oh gosh, it looks like so much fun to be honest. When I think mm-hmm. of that, Rainier, I think of, and this is a kind of weird reference, but I think about that part in Mulan where all of them are charging up that hill with the mountain, and then the, out of nowhere they just see the um, the avalanche come, and they turn around and go, oh! <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah," and that's the joy of it too. You can have that ambushing warband too, so it's like I would use an ambushing warband with rogue accuracy. Because you can't shoot into combat with good, but you just throw a warband with bows in the back ranks of the enemy. And then you have, there's like 13 other hobbits like shooting bows at you with heroic accuracy as everything's just happening. I think, yeah, like Devin plays it and he used to play it with wizards. And I did see it at Articon, the Legion with, I think it was, uh, oh, I don't want to offend, but I think he was from the Norse group, Norwegian group. But um, he didn't do the best. But looking at his table as you pass by, you're just like, what the hell? <laughs> because you would have like 16 like things just surrounding like an objective. Not because you can't have it too close, but like strategically placed and stuff like a big minefield. And I think a really competitive player who would play it consistently could do really well with this Legion, especially with all the new scenarios. So Devin and I actually played it at Articon um, in the doubles mm-hmm. where the opponents were running the Legendary Legion. And we, <laughs> we were running, um, I was running um, LSR with some Fountain Court Guard and he was running the King of the Dead with some ghosts. So like the disparity between our minuscule army and their massive army of hobbits, right? It was, um, it was a spectacle. And it was also one of the most fun games I've ever played because it was literally like the unkillable D7, D8, like tiny little swarm of models <laughs> yeah, and this like unkillable mega hero. And then like 
800,000 worthless little guys with rocks and bows, but there's 800 of them, right? And it was such like a cat and mouse. Um, And then the traps were going off everywhere and ghosts were somehow getting like falling into pits and staying there. And like, it was, (laughs) it was some of the most fun I've had playing um, SBG to your point. Like it was shenanigans, complete shenanigans right here. And I loved it. And it was also so colorful and there's like flowers on the bases and it's, it's very different to the like grimness you often get with some of the armies. Right. Exactly. And like at like, especially American events, I'm thinking Nova, all the boards are these wonderful, cool, like, like like themed places where it's like each board kind of like you have to play to play to the scenery. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So something like with the hobbits, it's just like, Oh, here's a desert field. And then you place your army on the field and you're like, Wait, half of it's covered in flowers. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you know, like I like I've seen them playing in a harad, like inspired. Oh, it's like dark and grimy and stuff, and then it's like two turns into the game. You're like, what the heck? <laughs> There's literally a character with flower pots, right? Like flowers yeah. are actually part of the army. It's it's amazing, and every time and you play, the, that's the joy it. of it too. Because yeah. a legion, you have all of these different like things. You have a mare. You have like all these, and it's like each game you're going to play and I feel like get the most out of it when it comes to entertainment mm-hmm. or to bring this Legion because every single game just would be a blast. It's, it's incredible how much personality like mm-hmm. they put in this 120 model army. Like if you go to a tournament and you see a horde army, you're usually like, Oh, it's a horde army. I'm going to play against the same model spammed over and over again. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, they've got all mortar orcs. Oh, boy, they've got 300 goblins. I'm just going to chew through these guys. They're all painted the same. And then you go up against the Shire, and they've got traps sitting all over the place. They've got flowers for some reason that give them buffs. They've got all these weird heroes that buff all of their warriors. They're like every single warrior is painted differently. You know, this guy's got a tie dye shirt. This guy's got a purple shirt. You know, he's holding a stone. This guy is throwing mugs at people, stuff like that. Like there's so many different things uh, that this army can do. And even when you play against 14 bajillion of these guys, you're never bored because Mm -hmm. there are so many things going on at once and it's just such a fun experience for both sides of the table. Yeah. And there's something therapeutic about playing against hordes like this in Goblin Town when you just kill a mass of people each turn, even if you lose. Like I've lost against Goblin Town. I'm like, I still killed 80 of your guys. This was the most fun I've had in my entire life. <laughs> like, you know? So yeah, I think it's it's fun for the opponent too, because it is not, it doesn't seem overbearing. You know what I mean? Even the shooting is like it's a short window of shooting and then you can't shoot into combat uh, and you wind up trapping your own dudes and stuff. So I don't think it's one of those legions that's like so overbearing that your opponent's going to hate it. It's just going to be tedious. And for an experienced player to use all those small special rules to just like shenanigans up the game. Amazing. Mm-hmm. The joy of taking 20 models off the table, putting them to the side and going, yep, I'm okay. I've got 80 more guys and they're going to throw their throwing weapons and they're going to win. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, You know that experience, right? (laughs) With Corsairs. (laughs) Yeah. Um, All right. Evan, your final list. All right. So I'll start this rant with a, uh, a little story 
of uh we've got little baby uh 13 14 year old evan who uh you know everybody's got their their favorite list but it's completely unviable mine was all foot rohan i used to take that all the time never took it to a tournament because it was utter trash but i would take it to friendly games lose all my friendly games be very sad about the fact that i lost but i would still enjoy taking my bajillion throwing spears and doing damage fast forward and we get news that a defenders of helms deep legendary legion will be coming out and i think i posted something on facebook and i regret posting this now because i think i said if this legendary legion ends up being good i will use them and only them for the rest of time and uh <laughs> unfortunately this legendary legion ended up being good uh luckily for me i will uh not be using them for the rest of time but i definitely should be using them more because the defenders of helms deep i think is the uh definitive way to use not only foot rohan but to just plonk a super themey and fun army on the table and just do really well with it because, because there's also there are so many different ways you can run this list like people people will run aragorn uh sometimes they'll forgo aragorn entirely uh and just take models like legolas and gimli some people will take haldir uh there's a king's huntsman in there if you want to go really crazy um i've seen people take a list with no elves i don't know what they're doing there but i mean it worked you can really do whatever you want with this legendary legion and there's so many heroes so many different options uh you have the longest range bows of any faction in 30 inches which just adds a whole new dynamic to the game for example if you're playing against something like corsairs or maybe a blinding light list sure on paper they might outshoot you but if you can get far back enough that you're in 30 inches and they're out of 24 you can get some preliminary damage in there and uh get that advantage in early um and obviously this is where they introduced the fight and rank special rule uh with all the rohirrim with throwing spears now actually having a purpose being able to not only throw their spears but spear support as well and it's just it's such a fun list to use so many different options to do and you can use all of your favorite heroes like Aragorn and Legolas and Gimli. It's it's very cool. I think we went into detail your dad went over it a lot in our Rohan Legendary Legion mm -hmm. discussion and it is just back to what you said in one of your other previous ones and Rob did foot Rohan can just be a blast mm -hmm. to play. And like all the different synergies don't really seem like they be overbearing but they can be quite overbearing for your opponent so it's it's a really cool take and just the idea that helms deep in the movie was i think one of the coolest battle scenes ever uh fought when you see siege like in a fantasy movie it's really cool and like to see that play out on the field is, is amazing yeah i um it's it's so it's so iconic just mm -hmm. to say like you know if you drop down your riders of theoden on a board anyone who sees that will go yeah that's lord of the rings mm -hmm. and i think it's similar with this as well they'll look down they'll see aragorn they'll see legolas they'll see gimli 
they'll see all the other defenders at Helm's Deep, the elves and men working side by side, and they'll go, yeah, that's Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. And it's great to be able to wield such an unusual army, but an army that's also so effective and so eye-catching. Mm -hmm. I have always wanted to take all foot Rohan before, though, you know, I, and I know that obviously they've had their problems in the past because, of course, you couldn't support them. And But now with a 30-inch bow and, like you said, the throwing weapons being able to support and then as well, they are throwing weapons. Um, and then also, as you said, you know, Aragorn, Gimli, Legolas. I mean, I don't really know that there's a downside to this list, to be honest with you. Like, I would take this list and be both excited and interested to see how it does competitively and, and, and all these little things that, you know, I, I agree with you. I could take this list eight tournaments, nine tournaments in a row, I don't think I'd get bored with it because I think it'd be fun to take the big heroes with a bunch of foot troops of Rohan. And, I, you know, it's a challenge, just like Harad or something where it has lower defense and you've got to get over that and find a way to deal with it. Yeah, I think um, everything that all of you have said is right. And you could take it to nine tournaments and play a different version of it all nine times and still <laughs> have a great time and do well. I um, I completely agree. Um Foot Rohan in general, there's just something about it that I love. But for me, Foot Helmingas specifically were the draw, which is why I went with um, the Theodrid's Guard over this one personally. But like, you know, that could have gone either way for me very easily because I agree with literally everything you said about this list. It has all the iconic pieces um, because of the fact that you can bring the elves in there and the Royal Guard and, you know, all the different heroes. You have these splashes of color. It's very Lord of the Rings. You can do some really cool, like, fortress basing with it to make it really look like they're fighting on the walls of Helm's Deep. And it's, and it's just fantastic. I think it's a great legion. Uh, speaking of, like, how about the Rohan warrior with throwing spear best rehabilitation in the game going from the most overpriced nonsense to something you see all the time because of these legions as like, wow, this is a good model, right? It has yeah. an ax and a throwing spear that it can support with. Like, that's the other yeah, thing. That was the other, it's a good point though, with the ax, because we always forget that they can go to strength four, right? Like mm -hmm. that, that's a, that's a great little asset to make them even further along. And, and obviously you wouldn't do it as much because they're defense five with the shield. Cause I think, correct me if I'm wrong. I I'm always taking the shield unless you guys can think of a better use for not taking the shield. I don't know. Um, I, no. Yeah, exactly. I, I I can't. I didn't know if like there was some kind of weird scenario in which maybe it would be more cost effective. You get like this many more models from taking, you know, back rank just throwing spears. But I mean, shield. Uh, so defense five. I, you know, I always have this conversation with one of the people I play with, and he's a big fan of just defense five because he's like strength three does damage on fives and strength four does damage on fives. So it doesn't really make that much of a difference. And so he's a big fan of defense five as a standpoint. Um, it's good so, for shooting. Yeah. And the very, other thing is shooting, very, right? Shooting. Like, and you do see a lot of hordes probably would come up against this and like, you're like, Ooh, like here's a soft Rohan infantry. I can like shoot them, like dwindle them down. But if they're defense five, like that is actually quite hard to do. Cause you don't roll sixes all the times so with strength four shooting or excuse me, strength two shooting. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and um, I like that this particular legion also has lots of clever ways to get your um, fight up, right? So that, you know, your 
your Rohan warrior isn't losing that many fights when he's either got like a fight five elf behind him, or you've got the, you know, little boy with the really good sword running around and busting, uh, boosting everyone's fight. And you can have like Royal guard in it. If you really want the D six, cause they also can take the throwing spear and it's, it's yeah. I mean, like all of you said, you could build this, this list 17 different ways and be successful with it and have fun with it. Uh, elves and Rohan warriors, to be honest, feel like almost like they're built for each other because elves give you that fight five, fight six spear support and Rohan warriors are super cheap. You've got your throwing spears to throw in combat so that further enhances your shooting and you've got your axes to provide that strength four or even strength five, which obviously not in this list because you don't have Helmingas, but if you have them, uh, you're still going up to strength four. And you can provide that extra hitting power that the elves lack. And I think just the value of being able to take them not only in the same list, but in the same warband. So you don't have to do all this finagling to set up your elf warbands and your Rohan warbands. You can just plop your warband down, say, I've got my elf spear supporting, my Rohan guys in front. I'm going to go and kill everything. And they just work so well together. Mm-hmm. All right, last legendary legion. Um, this one is a personal fa- my personal favorite because it is my favorite scene from the movies, which is the Black Gate. Um, I'm a big fan of you know, I, I loved my, probably one of my favorite things about the Black Gate was I just can't get over how obsessed I am with Elisar's armor. I think it looks so cool in the movies, as well as you know the model itself. I think the armor is awesome. And then that scene of like the eye looking down with all the mm-hmm. hordes coming out of the black gate and they surround them and, you know, just fearlessly charging in knowing that they're just trying to buy time and not survive. I mean, it's just an awesome scene. So I have gone with the black gate opens. Um, I'm primarily an evil player. I would say I played the occasional good army like dwarves or survivors of Lake town, but I like evil. And so Mordor again, you know, that mm-hmm. th- tends to be a theme with me. Um, so basically, the, the Legendary Legion is pretty simple, but I really like um, the Mouth of Sauron. I don't use him very often, but I really like him aesthetically. I like the the metal version with the armored horse. That I, I think that's the best mm-hmm. horse in the game, personally. I think that armored horse is a really cool model. Um, and now that he's a little bit better in the new edition, I, I'm more likely to take him. But basically, the rules are um, the Mordor Troll Chieftain is your leader. He gains Fearless, which... For a troll to get fearless is pretty crazy when you think about mm-hmm. it. That you have a fight seven monster that can doesn't have to worry about charging into like a ring wraith or anything. Um, and additionally gains a point of might, will, and fate. So one of the big reasons why you don't see Mordor troll chieftains very often is because that one point of will. So there's not much of a difference between him and a regular troll, really, besides the might. Um, but adding that second point of will does help. Um, because especially if you can roll that six, it will significantly increase the likelihood of him resisting magic. But as well, three might on a troll at fight seven, and then you add in the second fate as well. He has three wounds with two fate. He's a pretty tanky leader at that point. And the other rule is mortar orc models gain plus one to wound in a duel in which they they outnumber their opponent. So I think if I took this list, a lot of people would be tempted to just take all Moranids. 
I think I would try to get as much as much numbers as possible. I would do one of two things. I would either take a frontline of Morandon's back rank of orcs and spears, or I would do something that's a little un, not normal, which is I would take all orc warriors and just get as many as possible, get them out the Sauron, throw in a second Mordor troll chieftain, and get like 60 you know, models of orcs. And then my only complaint with this legendary legion, which I don't understand why this isn't in the, the list, is an orc drummer. They have a troll mm-hmm. with drum. I don't know why they don't have a mortal orc drummer. It doesn't really make any sense to me. I'm pretty sure, at least in the movies, you could hear a drum in the background, like edging them forward. I don't really get why you wouldn't include that because you have an orc captain, a Murin orc mm-hmm. captain, then you have orc. War- so that's a little weird to me that they wouldn't include that. But I would almost consider taking a, a, a troll with drum just because if you have 60 of these guys going forward at nine inches, even though they might be strength three, let's say, them getting plus one to wound by outnumbering, you then have a six-point model that gets plus one to wound against anything, not just a specific type of uh, troop. And so you get plus one to wound army um, with 60 of them, and then you get you know two troll chieftains, a troll drummer and then a little bit of magic from the mouth of sauron and you probably add some cheap captains in there for marches as well so i mean you could theoretically move 12 inches a turn with the 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 marches and then do some damage with the trolls but um what are you guys thoughts on that yeah it's good it's a cool cool iconic list um and i do like the idea of the mouth of sauron i think he is such a sleeper um, with all he does with his magic and his fight five mounted is actually really good to kill troops. We think of, oh, like these other amazing, like Huron's fight five mounted with two attacks. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the Mouth of Sauron's like right up there. Of course, Huron has his, his other abilities. But when it comes to killing troops, like he has a good, mm-hmm. good um, thing to do. And then you use, make the troll your leader, right? So yeah, you can kind of like, be more friendly with like him killing stuff and like potentially dying. So yeah, I think it's, I think it's a cool list. I think it's really iconic too. all of these lists. And I kind of think it's interesting. I wonder what viewers think about the idea of legendary legions. I think games workshop really did a good job about making irrelevant things relevant just with a legion. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, So I wonder what our viewers think too and what their top, top lists are as well. Yeah, um, Tim, I I love this Legion, and I'm also really jealous of this Legion. I'll tell you why. Um, I love it because it is another one that you could build a couple different ways that is super fun. And I think what I would do with it is I would do three troll chieftains, yes, a captain on like a ward, and then just 51 orcs, right? Yep. Because at that point, you've got 51 orcs that are getting bonuses to wound and like enveloping and like dealing with three troll chieftains, especially when one is turbocharged, it's it's actually a thing that it's like, I can deal with one, I can deal with two, but then the third one really starts to break the bank, right? You're still going to get marches and, and I mean, you can still put picks on all your orcs and whatever. And I, I think it's, um, I think it's really cool. I think it's really fun. I think the troll chieftain doesn't, you know, see enough play. So, so this Legion really lets him shine. Um, I'm jealous of this Legion because it's good. And I'm jealous of it because 
one of my favorite scenes in the movies is also the Black Gate. And what I really want to be in my top three favorite legions is Men of the West, which is like the good guy mirror of this, except Men of the West is so bad and so disappointing that like, even though I love everything about it visually, like I can't bring myself to put it on a top anything list. Whereas this being the evil mirror of it is actually super cool and fun and thematic and also good. So I'm, I'm pretty jealous of it. Um, and I think it's a good choice, uh, especially if you like Mordor. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more with the statement of if they made Men of the West better, I would take that so much. I would take that army so much if they made that legendary I would play religion. it all the time. Because Aragorn, the- love yes. it. Yes. Legolas and Gimli with him, love it. Mixing Minas Tirith and like Rohan in a battle line looks cool. Aemir, love it. But like, and the frustrating thing is I could, we could do an entire episode on how to fix Men of the West. So I'm not going to go into <laughs> it. But like, you could I fix mean, that yeah. legion with an FAQ if you wanted to, right? Like there, you can tweak little things that make it more compelling than it is. But yeah, so... So I, uh, I'm, bit, I'm a bit jealous of your awesome Mordor Blackgate, you know, legion. It, it could be the perfect legendary legion if it was just actually good. Because, you know, how we were talking about, oh, it's such great. It's so great to have variety. Mm-hmm. You can do so many things with Men of the West. You can yeah. go Rohan focused. You've got all these different heroes. You can take Gandalf. You can not take Gandalf. It's so iconic. Like, what's more iconic than the Blackgate? Maybe mm-hmm. the charge of the Rohirrim, maybe, and maybe and Helm's then, Deep, both of which have yes. great legions. <laughs> maybe, yeah. yeah. Ba- make it a trifecta. Make them all great. Make both mm-hmm. sides great, and then that's going to make people flock to that legendary legion. Mm-hmm. It'll certainly sell models, and it'll just be incredible to see, you know, everybody's childhood just on the table. Mm-hmm. And it would also be a worthy opponent to the Blackgate Legion. So those games would feel super thematic, right? But again, I feel like we're veering into talking about Men of the yeah. West rather than your choice. So <laughs> if, if viewers want to hear you know, more about our thoughts on Men of the West, and we all probably have many, let us know and we could do an episode on that. But Blackgate. Yeah, I, I, I actually, Rob, I, I don't know what it is. I, I think I like this Legendary Legion the most because of the Troll Chieftain. Mm-hmm. I think I, I, I started off this game, um, well, originally I played when it first came out, but then I stopped for like 12 years until I found out this was the thing again. And one of the first things I would always take was the Troll Chieftain because who doesn't want to see a giant troll mm-hmm. slashing through stuff with its cool pose like this, right? Mm-hmm. It's got its sword. And I would love to take three of them with the mouth of Sauron. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, like 50 orcs like that, that would be so much fun. Yeah. And it's like you said, you can't deal with all three of them. And even if you dealt with, let's say, let's say you stop two of them, right? Mm-hmm. I could then use the mouth of Sauron to deal with one of your heroes to stop you from dealing with one of my trolls. So it just becomes that thing where like, you can kind of negate, um, people from damaging your trolls but even then you still have two points of might on each troll and the here the, the leader has three and then with the mouth of sword like rainier said he can do damage on troops as well so you kind of have this four hero group that could really do damage and then the orcs get plus one to wound if you can outnumber them yeah and i when you have three of them too like 
good guy heroes can only be in so many places to counter them, right? So you like you put one on one end, one on the other end, and one in the middle, and they're like, well, I have to choose to go somewhere. But that's always there's always going to be a troll chieftain somewhere messing me up and throwing through my lines. And I agree, I love the model, but my one of my secret wishes is actually that um, as they continue to you know pump out the upgraded plastic series, I would love for the Blackgate troll chieftain to be a plastic model like Treebeard was where he's, you know, big and like, just like reflects what he looked like in the movie. And I think people would totally buy like what, what is effectively a named character, which is the Blackgate Troll Chieftain, right? And a really cool plastic model, maybe even like the pose where he's stepping on Aragorn, you know, with his sword up. And I would, I would love, you know, Games Workshop, if you're listening, make one of the evil models you release in plastic, the Troll Chieftain. I think that would be super cool. I would love a troll model, like, like you know, Bill and, Bill and them, like where they have their own, a specific one model thing that has them. I would love that in a motor list. That would be mm-hmm. so cool. And like you said, have a model. Um, now, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't the, isn't the regular motor troll chieftain, isn't that the one from the movie? So he is, but he doesn't quite look like the movie. Okay. Um, and he's also, he's also kind of small now, right? Because, um, the new plastic troll is actually bigger than the troll chieftain, just based on the way that, you know, the metal transition to the plastic. So I would love to see like a giant, you know, like a Gundabad troll sized troll to represent this guy, like a big honking guy. Right. My only worry with that is the base size. If they did that, Mm -hmm. but with a good base, I would all down for that. I think it'd be super cool. I'd pay 200 points for that model. If it was ridiculous every day of the week, I would take that. (laughs) Um, but thank you everyone for tuning into this week's episode. Please let us know which of the legendary legions we mentioned is your favorite, as well as what your favorite is in total, like which one you prefer out of any legion that's out there. Um, we're always on Apple spot. Uh, let me try that again. Uh, <laughs> we're always on Apple podcast and Spotify. If you want to just listen to us instead of, uh, watching us on YouTube and please let us know of any ideas you'd like for us to hear. We're always looking for stuff to talk about that you'd like to hear, Um, so please leave that and we'll see you guys next week.